The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to the Guys in Ties podcast. This is Dustin. I've got Rob actually with me today. Super lucky. Episode 102. Super special episode for us because this is a championship episode. We are ACC regular season champions. Rob, how does it feel? I mean, great. I mean, who would have thought? Like, who would have thought? Not me. You know? I, I didn't think that, you know? <laughs> we definitely, we, in fact, we almost outright dismissed it on our last episode. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Go yeah. Notre Dame. First ranked win for them in four years. Yeah, we pretty much said our last episode that, you know, we're going to be the two seed in the tournament. <laughs> this is what to expect. And now everything's different because we're on the other side of the bracket with basically all the other teams that we didn't talk about. Yep. So that's going to be fun. We can go over that today. We're actually going to talk about the win over Louisville. We're going to talk about how at Florida State blew it. We're going to actually probably get into some NCAA tournament talk as well, which should be fun. But first, we do want to talk about our sponsors from eBay sneakers and Bet Online. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact seed sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through eBay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on twitter or instagram you can also send it to rob or i and we can pass that message on we are also sponsored by bet online betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action nba is in full swing and college basketball is heating up as the schools make their way into march madness the tournament is coming and so is the one hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest as betonline is the spot for all your bracketology needs BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow-tie-wearing, brie-cheese-eating, NASCAR-wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. All right, Rob, let's talk about the Louisville game. 
on Saturday. We're recording this Sunday night. It's about 7 o'clock. So we've had some time to really reflect on the Louisville game. And frankly, I'm still shocked that we are the winners of the ACC regular season title. After all the kind of turmoil this season, the three losses in the row, I just felt like this team, it's almost like not deserving of it. But we we are definitely deserving because I love it. But I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, I'll definitely take it. You know, it's we've said this many a times. It's a down year for the conference. Mm-hmm. It's honestly probably a down year for the majority of college basketball yeah. without the traditional blue bloods um, being at the top like they normally are. So it's a different year. I mean, it definitely did not feel like we were uh, in the driver's seat because we weren't yeah you know? yeah it took um a borderline miracle for that to happen for uva to get it and i mean heck we didn't know until basically what the the game where florida state lost was at noon i think it was a noon tip yeah. off yeah, yeah. so it wasn't until about two o'clock we were like oh man like we could really actually win this thing um no i mean i think you have to kind of admit it was a little backed into but to me that doesn't diminish it i mean this right. was we saw with football and we've seen with basketball how trying a year this has been uh, with COVID, uh, with basketball in particular, you know, breaking in new guys, transfers, freshmen, you know, it's been a difficult season. And to come out, you know, there was a little luck at the end, but you had to be good enough to be in position to get lucky. And yep. the CVA team was. Yeah, exactly. As uh, Thomas Jefferson says, you know, luck is the, it's something like the luck is the outcome of hard work. Right? Yeah, the the harder you work, the luckier I get or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's all about being in the right place at the right time and knowing where that is. But also, you know, this team did win a lot of games. This team did a really good job of, of being in the position that they were, even though, you know, we didn't really beat any of the top teams in this conference. If you think about it, we didn't beat Florida state. We didn't beat Virginia tech. We did beat Georgia tech. We beat Clemson. Mm -hmm. We didn't beat Duke. But it felt like throughout the season that this this wasn't our year to win. And maybe this was one of the few times that Tony Bennett wasn't going to exceed or reach expectations for the preseason poll mm-hmm. of the ACC, uh, ACC preseason poll. Um, I do want to talk about the top teams in the conference and how difficult it was this season for those top teams so virginia of course winners of the conference only on percentage wise so the way they did it this year because all the teams had different amounts of games was by winning percentage so virginia won the conference at uh, 76.5 percent winning percentage pretty good winning three-fourths of our games florida state comes in at 73.3 percent so if they had won that game they would have done it um Virginia Tech at 69.2, Georgia Tech at 64.7. I won't go all the way down, but those are the top four seeds. Now, at home, those teams, those top four teams did all really, really well. Um, Virginia was 10 and 1, Florida State was 12 and 1, Virginia Tech was 10 and 2, Georgia Tech was 11 and 3 at home. And in fact, it's only um they're the first time that a team did not win more games at home than they did on. Oh, sorry, the, the first time when in the 
rankings of the ACC, where a team did not win more games than lose more games at home, was you have to go all the way down to 13th, which is Miami. Miami, Wake, and Boston College both all lost more at home than away. Now, the away side is different. Teams that played away games did really badly this season. Um, If we're looking at the top four teams, Virginia, Florida State, and Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm looking at the stats right now. Oh, no. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Virginia's the only team with a winning record on the road in the entire conference. Exactly. Six and three. And Florida State at three and four, which is kind of crazy to be 12 and one at home and then three and four on the road. Right. I mean, usually, you know, Virginia's pretty good on the road in the ACC, and the ACC is generally so difficult to play in. I wouldn't have suspected that Virginia would have been as good on the road as they were this season. Totally agree. Especially considering, you know, some of the other teams had fans in attendance, and we did not. I know. The only only loss we had at home was against NC State, which is that was just at the back end of that slide we had. No, I mean, it's a crazy stat, and it does kind of speak, you know, even though this UVA team isn't near as a defensive powerhouse as we're used to, I right. mean, when we were looking up before this episode, we saw UVA is currently ranked 30th in adjusted defensive efficiency in Ken Palm, which is crazy. Virginia's one or two every year. You'd say that's a bad defense, yeah. right? But at the same time, it's the way this team is built, you know, defense first still, even in a weird year mm-hmm. when the defense isn't as good. I think there is something to say that um, defense and as much as anything, the style that Tony Bennett uh, preaches and coaches, it, it does travel and it can win on the road. And I think that's part of what we see here. And, you know, this team certainly has its shortcomings and we'll look into the ACC tournament and how we think that's going to play out. Uh, but I think there is something to be said for being able to win at home as efficiently as they did and on the road. And like you said, you know, at times kind of an unfair advantage, if you will, because Mm -hmm. Virginia didn't have fans at home games. You know, there was one game where family wasn't even allowed to attend. And many teams had several thousand fans at home. The Louisville game yesterday was the highest attended indoor event since COVID outbreak in the state of Kentucky. Wow. uh, 2,200 fans. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know that. But yeah, so I mean, I think the the road games tell a good story and hopefully that has, you know, good meaning for us when we start playing in Indianapolis on a neutral floor that we're going to be more prepared than some other teams to and also for the ACC tournament in Greensboro yep. uh to play in that away environment. There I don't think there's going to be fans at the ACC tournament. I, I don't think there is. I don't know for sure, though. I don't think so. But um, but there will be fans for the NCAA tournament. 25% capacity for all games. And, you know, that is going to be a good way for UVA to have a step up on other teams is the way that they play when they travel. Now, the other side to that, Rob, are you still looking at the stats? Uh, No. Look away. Okay. So, <laughs> against... Top twenty-five teams. What is UVA's record? Um, one and something. One and three. One and four. I think the only win was Clemson. It's one and three. Yeah, one and three. The other, um, the next four teams all have winning records against top twenty-five teams. Now, what does that say about and and the one win was against Clemson, who 
severely tanked after that. Yeah. It clearly wasn't as good of a team as people thought. So the, the other losses were, of course, Gonzaga, Florida State, and Virginia Tech. So like Gonzaga game feels like forever ago. I know. Sorry, just to cut it. No, no, I agree. It, it feels like it's almost like a different team. Yeah, it was almost in many ways. Yeah. Um, but how? Like, what do you make of that? Is this team capable of winning in March if we can't beat good teams? <laughs> That's one way to frame it. Yeah. Um, before the narrative was we can't win in March because we're too focused on defense. Right. And now we can't be good. To, you know, I uh, I think this team. I think what we saw yesterday and what we've kind of known throughout the season is this team is dangerous if they're hitting threes. I think it's really mm-hmm. that simple. And we saw Sam Hauser. Um, surprisingly, when I went back and looked at the stats, you know, I thought he was like absolutely on fire, yeah. um, which he was. He was 9 of 14 from the field, only 2 of 5 from 3. I would have thought he made more than two three-pointers, but he was hitting those mid-range uh, jumpers, mm-hmm. you know, Trey Murphy was seven of twelve from the field, even though he was one of five from three. Yeah, uh, really not a great three point shooting day yesterday. That was the only threes we made. No, three only, of 15. only three of fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it's really simple. You know, we're not a physical team. This mm-hmm. team is dangerous if we're hitting shots, and so I think you can really boil it down to that. Um, I think we can beat good teams. Um, I think I think the distinction we kind of need to draw is. Uh, good versus physical mm-hmm. and I think we're going to struggle versus physical teams you know we'll see if we're lucky maybe we'll meet Florida State in the championship of the ACC tournament um, but you know I think that physicality is going to be a problem for us but I wouldn't I wouldn't say good I think we can hang with teams that are less physical more perimeter focused but I think physical teams are going to give us problems now Tony Bennett has tried to counteract that recently you know We've seen mm-hmm. a lot more of Justin McCoy on the floor yep. for energy, defense, what have you, than we saw, you know, in the previous call it twenty games. Mm-hmm. So there's a trend there that maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But that's where I'd put the distinction: good versus physical. I think we can beat good teams. I think we're going to struggle versus physical teams. I agree, and I think that this team did really well on Saturday to combat some of the things that Louisville was doing. Louisville was hanging around pretty much the whole game until just McCoy and like kind of that second team came in second second wave of team so uh at one point Huff Hauser and Kihei were all on the bench and not not because they were playing badly but because they were resting and the UVA team lead jumped to 11 mm-hmm. right so if we can win with our second squad I think it was it was Beekman, Murphy, McCoy, Tomas, and Marcel. Yep. And, you know, that's a small team. You know, McCoy is 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six maybe on a good day, and he's playing the five spot. Like, I kind of, I enjoy small ball. It freaks me out a little bit because usually a UVA team has a pretty big guy in the middle. But I kind of liked it, and I think it, sir, it was a kind of different pace for this team that has played so big for much of the year. Like, not a physical big either, like a finesse big. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really interesting dynamic that, you know, Louisville wasn't prepared for, really. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. We talked about it after the Miami game. We yeah. saw it again here in Louisville. Um, what what surprised me is, with as hot as Sam Hauser was, mm-hmm. is that they put him on the bench for that yeah. long, and the lead grew. And, I mean, I think Tony Bennett said it was really – he started to feel like the game was kind of more in their hands after um, 
uh, Tomas was mm-hmm. fouled on that three pointer. But uh, yeah, this team, it's it's strange and like I, you know, like we said a couple weeks ago, we thought that we had this team figured out. I thought I had this team figured out. Right. It turns out I don't. Um, and now maybe maybe this is like the new thing with Virginia <laughs> as we start out with like our finesse bigs and yeah. then we go to our physical bigs. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. But whatever happened, it worked. And it worked surprisingly well. <laughs> I had people text me like, what is this lineup? Yeah. And uh, the lead grew. And we're like, all right, I'll stay quiet. But um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but I'm here for it. So, you know, this year has been a year of runs for this team in terms of like, winning games you know we we destroyed Towson first game lose to San Francisco uh beat uh um St. Francis and Kent State pretty like okay and uh then we lose to Gonzaga we get destroyed but but then we reel off 11 wins out of 12 games only loss coming against Virginia Tech when we decided to uh sit down and let them score whenever they wanted to and we didn't we decided to not score for eight minutes of that game then we lose three in a row at florida state at duke and nc state at home and then we these last two wins of miami and louisville have we see a lot of time devoted to a different lineup and i think that that shows that this team has really grew so much this year like we've really kind of like a rock band you know like over time they come out with new albums and new songs and stuff this team over the course of the season has really they kind of changed the way that they play like now we are a team that you know one a couple players are really good at shooting when they come off we start playing tough and physical yeah it's different what's like what's old is new again you know like justin mccoy starts out the year starting and then Uh kind of doesn't see the floor for 10 games or yeah. whatever and then now he's back playing again yeah um listen i'm fine with it i mean that's <laughs> we all know tony bennett knows basketball better than most of us yeah um probably better than all but a few people in this country um so look he's figuring it out and i'm fine with that now i think it is going to be interesting kind of as we get into the acc tournament you know one thing i'm really curious about you know talking about physicality is how this team handles games and back-to-back days. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really interesting to see. Now, I do like our draw, and we can talk about that in, yeah. here in a sec, but um, I do like our draw. I think this team is set up to, you know, be pretty good in the ACC tournament. Right. I think, I mean, no one's, it's still the same way. No one wants to play Virginia. Even if this yeah. isn't the Virginia team of old, you know, even if we maybe backed into this ACC regular season crown, you know, no one wants to play UVA. And I'm mm-hmm. fine with having that distinction because it means people respect us, even if we're not at the same level, uh, you know, that we were in the past couple years. Uh, you know, I'm fine with that. And what we say, and I, I try to like, I always like naturally and probably a bit critical. Like I'm never the one on Twitter. Like, oh, praise Tony Bennett. Tony mm-hmm. Bennett's done an amazing job. Not to say he hasn't, but you know, when I think of what. Tony Bennett did with last year's team and what Tony Bennett did with this year's team last year to come in second um, in the ACC this mm-hmm. year to come in first um, five regular season championships in eight years uh, four three of three the best of the last four. four it's it's incredibly remarkable it yeah. really is it's it's crazy and you know what he lost from the championship team to last year's team was insane 
right? You lose mm-hmm. three of the best scorers to ever be on a UVA team. All three of them have played in an NBA game this season mm-hmm. and are doing pretty well, you know, considering Kyle Guy was a second-round pick and Ty has been hurt his whole career so far. Yep. And DeAndre is was borderline all-star. He's in the Rising Stars game now. I, I think it's incredible to lose all that talent, still come in second, and then from that team you lose the two best defenders Two of the best defenders we've ever had, frankly. Probably and the Ma- best player on the team, too. Like Mamadi, yeah, and, and Braxton. You know, Mamadi is a second all-time in blocks. <laughs> second only to <laughs> Ralph Sampson, who no one will ever break that record. And Braxton was an incredible defender, could guard one through five. I think that to take that and then have this team and not be able to practice with them, not be able to... Um, to really get to know them and then constantly change the identity of the team throughout the season. Incredible coaching job. And I know that Pastner or Mike Young is, is going to win the ACC Coach of the Year. Honestly, every year it should be Tony Bennett because he is the best coach in the ACC. That's flat, that's flat out. Same with basketball, right. uh, NBA, MVP. Mm-hmm. How is LeBron not MVP every year? <laughs> it's, it's No one really knows, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Right, exactly. And, and so, I mean, you're looking at it like, who did the best job with less? And yeah, I mean, you could argue Pastner's done a really good job with that team, and you know, Alvarado's an incredible player. Moses Wright is insane as well. But I think both of them should probably make first team All ACC. Uh, Mike Young is second year at Virginia Tech, done an incredible job with that team, brought in a lot of great transfers. But Tony Bennett just like has his team decimated every year, and somehow changes it, and somehow always ends up, you know, right at the top. So it, yeah, it's incredible. We love Tony. Um, before getting into ACC tournament, um, I believe voting uh, is released tomorrow, Monday, for ACC all-conference mm-hmm. teams. Uh, does any Virginia player get on it? And to get more specific, do you think Sam Hauser has a legitimate case for ACC Player of the Year? I think he does. I think he has a significant case for POY, especially that last game that he played Uh where you know he had 24 points and really led the team and in, in scoring did it had is a great rebounder as well not a great defender but you know he's he's decent mm-hmm. he's gotten a lot better over the season significantly better uh, who do you think besides hauser uh, has i don't think huff has a as good of a case huff will be probably on the second team yeah is what it's looking like um i'm curious to see whether trey murphy how many votes trey murphy gets if he can scratch an on and roll mention team i think he but, could um I think Hauser's will likely be first team. Huff will likely be second team. And then we'll see kind of where Murphy ends up. Do you think there's any other players who could uh, steal player of the year from Huff, uh, Hauser? Um, you know, I think Alvarado has a case. Yeah. Um, that's That might be the biggest one, especially now with Georgia Tech getting the four seed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I do think Hauser has a legitimate shot at it. And I think... Honestly, I think doing winning the regular season does a world of good um, for these yeah. the, for the Virginia in general and for us fans. I mean, I feel even even though we kind of backed into it, I feel a lot better about this season knowing mm-hmm. there's going to be at least 2021 on a banner somewhere in JPJ. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Um. I could see Hauser getting it. I also could see someone on a team that's not Virginia getting it. Do you think Champagne has a case? 
I mean, he's first in the league in rebounds, second in the league in points, but he's on a team that sucks. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's that's the thing with him. I mean, they're a 12 seed so in the ACC tournament, so, you know. I, I think that, you know, it's kind of a Mike Scott situation in 2012 yep. where Mike Scott was clearly the best player in the ACC, but he was on a team that wasn't, like, super good. Uh, I think that... It, my my view personally, I don't think. I think winning's important, and if you have the best player, you're usually going to win more. Sometimes it's not <laughs> totally up to you. Like if the rest of your team really sucks, you know, like yep. Champagne. I don't know. What do you think? You think he? I, do you think that good players on bad teams are out of the conversation? I don't think they should be, but I think that's just the way it works. I think you need a, at least a decent to above average team to get okay. the exposure needed for the award because remember this award is voted on by primarily local newspaper radio guys yeah. in the conference you know from syracuse guys down to miami guys so you know considering how the voting works you know if i'm a charlottesville writer and the only time i've seen pit play is uh when they played virginia yeah then i might be a little hesitant to kind of go out on a limb and put mm-hmm. him as player of the year i yeah. think I think it should be the best player no matter what, but I do think uh, having a higher seed and a better record and just being on a better team does help. Yeah. The other thing about, you know, UVA players, really UVA players don't win POY, mostly because the stats aren't there to kind of back it up. I think in recent years, a lot more, you know, writers and and, media people in the ACC have been become kind of aware of that and realize that oh UVA just plays slower doesn't mean that they have worse players specifically if you look at like efficiency ratings like on Ken Palm or something yep. where you can actually see efficiency per 100 possessions which means how much do they score per 100 possessions not per game which is completely different because some teams play super fast teams like Virginia play the slowest in the country so it's difficult to kind of judge those two things and so if you look at efficiency ratings, usually Virginia players are much better. So like Huff and Hauser probably have a better, you, you know, better chance at winning if you look at that. Not everyone does mm-hmm. because some people think Virginia is stupid and boring and whatever. But I think if you look at that, I think Hauser is clearly one of the best prospects in terms of rebounding and points. I think that Huff has a good case but probably won't be picked because he doesn't play as much. So yeah, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, so we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, um, but I I do think Hauser's kind of big game yesterday against Louisville um, certainly helps his case. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the other the other one up there was Carly Jones, who did not have a good game yesterday. No, not at all. So I think that that kind of helps his case a lot too. I think it's I think it's really between him, uh, Hauser, Alvarado, and probably Champagne. Some people will definitely vote for Champagne, but I don't think he's gonna win. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I think he will make first team. He should. He's deserving of first team. Yeah. Do you, do you think any, like, is there anyone else that you think should be on first team? You know, someone from Florida State will get on there. Um, Florida State is a bit, I'll admit to have not watching that much Florida State this year. Um, but I I think Florida State will have someone on there. Florida State's so tough because they've so, they play so many people. You know, in their game against Notre Dame yesterday, they played... 11 people uh, who all had um and you know 11 of them 
and seven had I'm sorry, six had more than twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. So they they just play a lot of people, and you know you got people like Raekwon Gray, Scotty, uh, um, Anthony Polite. You've got um, you know the their really talented freshman player. Oh, what's his name? Scotty Barnes, who comes off the bench, played thirty two minutes yesterday. Um, I think that. You know, one of them might make it. I think Raekwon, Raekwon Gray is just like, he's like Zion-esque in his body shape and how he moves is incredible. But he fouled out yesterday. I, I think that it's almost tougher to put a Florida State player on when they're all so similar, you know? That's true, yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, in 2000, 2018 when Kyle Guy made an all-american team as a sophomore when really like was he the best player on that uva team like he was definitely the he was definitely the face right he yeah he's the most well known for sure but like was he more important than like ty or dre or even devin hall who was a really good shooter on that team yeah it's like it's kind of like that situation yeah i i totally agree but yeah it'll be interesting to see who makes the first team i'm also interested to see the defensive team do any I think Huff has got to make uh, the defensive team. Yeah, and we'll see about Kihei, too. Kihei is, you know, even mm-hmm. though not, maybe not like the the defensive nuisance that we're accustomed to this yeah. year, Kihei is extremely highly respected yes. in the ACC as yeah. a great defender on the perimeter. Exactly. And so he, I mean, he could make it. I don't think that either of them are going to win DPOY, Defensive Player of the Year. I actually have no, no idea who might. I, I think Alvarado might win that. Okay. Honestly, he leads the league in steals. He's on the he's on Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. who's been really good this year. I think I think they might shower Georgia Tech with some love, and I think Passner might win uh, Coach of the Year. I could I could definitely see that. I, but you know, even though Mike Young, I think it's been also tough that Virginia Tech has been off for so long. You that know, they've true. been yeah, on a COVID pause yeah. for so long. I think that voters are going to forget about. You know, Aluma and Coach Young and some of the other great things that um, that stupid team has done this year. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see. And no, there's a reason why we are not voters is because we're not. <laughs> no, clearly... it's a hard job, man. I I mean, this is difficult enough. I also think about you know every week AP voters have mm-hmm. to submit their top 25. And uh, you know, Doug Dowdy. Shout out to Doug Dowdy, Roanoke Times guy, recently uh-huh. retired. I remember. I forget. It was football a couple of years ago, but Doug Dowdy like hadn't watched all the games and made like a really you know probably not the best top yeah. twenty five ranking and just got roasted on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard job. It's harder than I'd love to have that job, mm-hmm. um, but it's a hard job. Have you ever tried doing it? Uh, no. Have so you? it's yeah, I have. It's actually really fun. So on Reddit, you can go. It's you can do it for football or college basketball, college football, and you can rank your teams. Um, however you want, like you can pretend to be a voter, and they it's like the Reddit vote, and a lot of times it's like pretty similar to the AP, um, but it's it is really difficult because once you get to like twenties, you're like, oh man, like yeah. is is Oregon really better than you know Texas Tech? I don't know. I, it's hard to compare those teams, especially early on in the season. Like I don't I don't get preseason rankings. Like yeah. now after like trying, I tried it for um, basketball this season. I did it for like three weeks and I was like, bro, I can't, it's not even worth my time anymore. Well, like you think about it too, from the guys that like actually cover these teams, yeah. like voters, 
you know, for football especially, like you cover the, your game on Saturday, and mm-hmm. that's the only football you're seeing that Saturday. Yeah. So then you like wake up Sunday morning, and you're like, "All right, you what, gotta, what who, happened?" Yeah, scroll through ESPN <laughs> yeah. and see who won. But so, that, that doesn't anyway. tell the whole game, right? Yeah. Like you could have a team that like, like the the score looks closer than the game actually was, or like it looks farther away because you know a team like had a late touchdown or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. So in defense of AP and. ACC Player of the Year voters. Right. Um, with that, though, do you want to do you want to turn our attention towards what we got coming this week, starting Tuesday, and then for Virginia on Thursday at noon, the ACC tournament? I do. But first off, I do want to talk about our sponsors from eBay Sneakers and Bet Online. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase will made before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers. We'll enter you into a drawing for one pair of Air Force One low tops, custom-made. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to our at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send it to Rob and I, and we'll send it there for you. We are also sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing, and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts i want to tell you a story it's a story about a scandal broken relationships gossip rumors money corporate rivalry and a broom a performance enhancing broom my name is john cullen I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Yeah, so let's talk some ACC tournament, dude. So uh, as you said, it starts on Tuesday, but Virginia doesn't start playing until... Thursday, and that is because as the number one overall seed, and the, actually the top four seeds get double buys. It's a kind of a weird tournament bracket. It's because we have 15 teams in the ACC who play basketball, and Notre Dame is like that half team, but they kind of ruined everything. <laughs> so it's a weird, weird schedule. So there's three games on Tuesday. There's going to be four games on Wednesday, and then four games on Thursday two games on Friday, and then the championship is on Saturday. So let's take a look at our bracket. Yeah, one thing I will say, you know, there's tons of benefits of being the number one seed like Virginia is. Um, You know, I think the biggest one going back to 
really the 2016 year when we were the second seed. Mm-hmm. We played North Carolina in the finals. Um, Virginia plays the earlier game in each day. Yeah. So Virginia will play at noon on Thursday. If they win, they'll play at 6.30 while the game afterwards will start at you know, nine-ish, Nine. somewhere yeah. in that range um, on Friday, and then they'll play in the championship game. And I go back to that UNC game because Virginia was the two seed that year. Carolina mm-hmm. was the uh, one seed. And Virginia played a physical, I think it was against Miami, played a really physical game that mm-hmm. ended at like 11, 11.30 that night. Yeah. Well, Carolina had coasted to a game that was over by 8.30 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Early bedtime. Yeah, I, I do think having the earlier time slot matters. Now, getting to the specific games, uh, Virginia, as the one seed, is in the same half of the bracket as Georgia Tech, the four seed, with the two seed being Florida State, three seed being Virginia Tech, Mm -hmm. in the other half of the bracket. Um, Based on the way Virginia has played this year, and also historically in general, I am very happy with our side of the bracket. You know, take nothing for granted. Virginia on Thursday at noon will play the winner of Syracuse NC State, which plays Wednesday at noon. Um, but looking at the teams Virginia has played, you know, you got Pitt, Miami, Clemson, and Georgia Tech as the other teams mm-hmm. in that half of the bracket. Now, look to the other side of the bracket. These are the teams where Virginia has historically struggled against. You know, Florida State is the two, Virginia Tech is the three. Um, you know, you have your more traditional blue bloods in this half. You know, Duke is a 10, which I still can't believe Duke is a 10. Seed. I know, it's, it's crazy. weird. I um, love seeing it, but it it's is weird. weird. Um, Louisville a seven, UNC a six, mm-hmm. and then rounding out the bracket, you have BC, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest. So, yeah. with that in mind, how do you feel about this bracket? I love it. You know, I've always kind of found it weird that you know teams like like the two seed and three seed and four seed all have chances to play like super low like like eleven through fifteen seeded teams. So, in some brackets, you know, you'll have a reseeding after every round. But in the ACC tournament, they don't do that, which is fine. And it's always been that way, and it's totally fair. I like our draw. I think Georgia Tech is definitely the team I would rather play. We've beat them twice already. Mm-hmm. Although they, they've given us good games both times, I think that you know we match up pretty well with them, and we play a very similar style of game almost. Um, I would like to get another shot at Virginia Tech. I think we can handle them because we were handling them before, and then we just kind of, um, decided to take a break, and then we lost that game. Also, you know, we've got, in our game specifically, NC State and Syracuse. Now, we blew Syracuse out of the water. I don't think Syracuse is that good of a team. NC State gave us problems, and that we actually did lose to them in the regular season. So that's upsetting. I would much rather play Syracuse. And Syracuse is harder for teams to prepare for who aren't good at playing them so hopefully nc state loses to syracuse and we play syracuse then cruise into the semifinals yeah i mean tony bennett always calls it the good versus evil battle good being the man defense (laughs) evil being the zone defense yeah uh we should also mention that jim Beheim has been in an incredibly bad mood (laughs) for a while now several years um it came out the other day with this comment that he shouldn't listen to a reporter (laughs) he's five foot two yeah um He's anyway. also had comments in the past about how he hates Greensboro. It's yeah. like a boring place, nothing <laughs> Does to not do like there. Greensboro. No, he hates it. Yeah, he'd much rather play in Brooklyn. Yeah, so take it for what you will. <laughs> yeah. Jim Beheim might be in a real grumpy mood. And of course, I mean, you, you'd you be grumpy too if you were um, an 11 seed and had to do a play-in game every single year that to get true. into the tournament. That is true. 
it's kind of his own fault. Like, I know it, it is it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see what happens with the Virginia game. Um, but yeah, I like our, I like our side of the bracket. Now you mentioned Virginia tech. Mm-hmm. Um, if we face Virginia tech, it'll obviously be in the finals. How would you feel about that? Because I would say I'd rather play Virginia Tech than Florida State if I we're would. lucky enough to get to the finals. I would but it's for also, sure. it makes it very it's high riskier, stakes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Virginia Tech winning an ACC no, tournament you don't, championship. You don't want to get swept by Virginia yeah. Tech. Especially it's, with the you, big trophy What's on at the State. line, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, my, I think that would be Virginia Tech's first ACC tournament championship. It would of our lifetime. Yeah. I, it most likely would be, yeah. Well, because they joined the ACC and. Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I think that'd be a terrible way to lose. But I think I would much rather play Virginia Tech, and it would give us the best chance to win the ACC tournament, especially because they've been on COVID pause for a long time. I, it's not even known if they're going to be able to play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see if that happens. They could easily lose to North Carolina because their game, they're either going to play. Notre Dame, Wake Forest, or North Carolina. Probably going to play North Carolina. North Carolina is kind of on the upward trajectory. Just crushed Duke yesterday, which felt yep. good. And so I bet North Carolina makes it to the semifinals. Um, from that other half of the other side of the bracket, you know, I hate saying this, but like, I watching Duke this season has been fun because they lose to every team except us. So... <laughs> So I could easily see Duke going on a mini run in this tournament. I don't. I think if they lose in this tournament, they're out of the NCAA tournament. I agree. Maybe if they get to the finals, they'll have a case with their brand. Yeah. Basically, you know, pulling the weight for them. But right. I, I think it's probably anything short of a finals appearance. I think they're out of the ACC. But like I think. NCAA. But like I think Louisville and Florida State are both better than Duke. So I, I think agree. I think I would expect either of those teams to make to the semifinals. Really the other side of the brackets could be the fun side. And those are the games that are going to be luckily for the ACC, those are the games that are going to be on the later side so more people are going to be able to watch them. You know, I'm at school have and I, luckily, I don't know if this is lucky or not, but a lot more people are going to be able to watch this year because a lot more people are working from home yeah i am not i have to watch these games from school somehow <laughs> so i'll have it up on my computer while teaching <laughs> no i can promise you the game will be on the background for me yeah um really the whole tournament starting yeah. tuesday at two o'clock um yeah no i mean i remember the past years i just pull it up on my second screen mm-hmm. at work and just be like yeah like at this point everyone i work with knows i'm a huge uva fan so everyone's yeah. like all right we'll give him his two hours yeah. like, <laughs> as long as he's like not totally brain dead um but yeah it'll be for better or worse it'll be we'll be able to see more this year so i know i've been to two acc tournaments have i know you've been to at least one when you were working it in uh 2016 yeah um i've been to a it was the year justin anderson broke his finger and was out i went to the semifinal game in greensboro against okay. unc and we lost and then yeah i've seen the the dc one in 16 okay. so two i guess one was the full experience though yeah yeah, yeah. so both the times I, w- I went in dc and then i went the first year in brooklyn both times i went to every single game i, I, I actually didn't go i skipped a couple of the tuesday games because let's be honest like yeah i was traveling and they're not that good anyway so like actually those are either really good games or really bad games and there's no in between 
because like, they're they're usually those like uh, if you're like ten through fifteen are fighting for NCAA tournament berths. So like usually they're either really scrappy or it's just like bad basketball and it's no fun. So, but I mean, those are it's really fun to go to all the games. It's exhausting. It is so oh, tiring. It's a long, yeah. It's a long. It's fun. It's a long four it's, days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of like sitting, a lot of like getting twenty dollar beers at <laughs> between games <laughs> and like bleacher seats. Yeah. And, like yeah. Yeah. You hope Pretty no. Cool. You hope no one sits in front of you so you can put your legs over <laughs> yep. the seats. Yeah, dude. But like, yeah, it was a good time. I. It was supposed to be in DC this year. I know. R.I.P. I would have loved that. Would have loved that. I think next year is going back to Brooklyn. I think it's a rotation, so it won't get back to D.C. again until the next I think they might have switched Greensboro and D.C. Okay. I hope they did. Because I think think they're hoping D.C. will get more, like, foot traffic, if that makes sense. It's more central. It's more central. It's a bigger city. It's more things to do in D.C., according to Jim Beheim. (laughs) And I can go. So yeah. I'll be giving them my money when I can, when we can go back, take some days off work. But yeah, I, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out this year. But hopefully, in a couple of years, we'll be back and we can go. Yeah, that's the hope. It'll be man. fun. So yeah, Rob, any predictions for? I know we hate announcing a winner, but do you have a prediction for the championship game? Yeah, you know I do like Virginia coming out of our half of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's presents mostly favorable uh, favorable matchups for us um and on the other half of the bracket you know i virginia was the regular season champion i think florida state's the best team in the acc yeah uh, i had to have i would have a hard time going against florida state um you know not reaching the championship so if we say a virginia florida state championship that's uh, tough you know i think we saw how the first game <laughs> went um It'd be a tough one for Virginia to pull out. Do you but think? Do you think more Justin McCoy solves that problem? It helps, but it doesn't. Solve. I don't think it solves it. Yeah, I think I think it helps. Yeah, but um, so that'd be if I had to make a prediction, I'll go Florida State over Virginia in the finals. I'm not going to make any predictions. They never turn out correct. It's not. <laughs> this that doesn't even matter. But I will say I do. I do think Virginia has a good shot to get out of our bracket. I think Georgia Tech has a good case too. You know, I think they're trying to right now. I think they're just fighting for seeding um, in the tournament. I think. Let's see. Lenardi has them like barely making it, and the other thing, the other one I like. If you we're skipping ahead a little bit to bracketology, but if you if you like bracketology and and looking at brackets, I really like Bracketville. Uh, Bracketville does a really it's like Charlottesville but it says Charlotte it's bracket so that should be easy for all the UVA fans out there <laughs> but yeah he has he has Georgia Tech as a 10 seed so I really think Georgia Tech could get up a lot if they beat us and then make it to the final mm-hmm. uh, so they have a lot to play for actually for better seeding Georgia Tech's a tough team right now they're listed as a 10 seed that's a tough 10 seed I would oh, not want to face Georgia yeah. Tech because they're 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 cruising right now they're on the way up yeah, so so let's talk about this. So the NCAA tournament will start um, essentially a week and a half from now. It was weird. What we talked about before this, um, first round doesn't start on Thursday this year. It starts on a Friday. Which, which I is think is weird. Super weird. didn't know weird. that until this weekend. Yeah. Um, so anyway, NCAA tournament will start about a week and a half from now. So, you know, Virginia, where do we fit in? So Lenardi currently has us 
um, you know, live looking. Lenardi has us as a four seed. Mm-hmm. I really like the bracket for UVA and Lenardi's back uh, bracket. And the Bracketville, Virginia is a five seed. Um, I know Lenardi had UVA as a five seed prior to this weekend as mm-hmm. well. How do you how do you feel about this? Are there teams that you'd want to face? Do you think could Virginia send higher than a four seed? Could they maybe hit a three seed if they win the ACC tournament? Like, let's just flesh out a couple ideas here. We, have. we I think we'd have to win to get higher. I think I think the only way we're gonna do anything is drop. And honestly, because if we lose in the finals to Florida State, we're probably not gonna fall. Especially if Florida State's gonna be a higher seed than us anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that because there's no shame in losing in the finals of a tournament after you know three days of playing basketball, it's tough. It's really tough yep. to win, and I think if we beat Florida State, we could jump up a little bit. Now that's we've both kind of said our it's unlikely. Although we did say it was unlikely that we were going to win the ACC, so happen. that's why I don't like saying these things because I'm always wrong and it doesn't even <laughs> matter. But. I do think that we could fall. Like if we lose to Syracuse or NC State, or if we lose to Georgia Tech, we might fall a spot. But uh, remember, last time we were a four seed in the tournament, it didn't end so well. Mm-hmm. So I think being a four seed's tough because in your second round game you play a five seed. You either play a five or a was it thirteen? Yeah. No, it's twelve. It's twelve. Well, this five, is that five twelve? twelve. Is the first, yeah. Yeah. First round. So you either play a five or a twelve seed. Neither of which are really great because the twelve seeds are always really good mid-major teams that always get in and bust everyone's brackets up i think it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see where we end up and whose region we end up in based on like um what happens so selection sunday is going to be next sunday the 14th oh exactly a week from now 6 p.m on cbs i I wonder how they're going to do it this year because in different years they've been doing it in different ways and i think they're experimenting with the best way to do it so i know a couple years ago I think the year we won it, they did it alphabetically, which was really a poor decision. You know, I don't remember that, but that sounds terrible. It was awful, yeah, because you started off and, like, it was just wild seeds everywhere, and they're, like, jumping all over the bracket. It was kind of like John King on CNN with his magic board, just, like, pointing (laughs) all over the place. Um, But you could also look at, like, another year where they just do it bracket by bracket. And yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. I think it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's like a, they somehow turn a 15 minute thing into a two hour exercise and I'm just here for it. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm here ready. for the fun. Yeah. I, I like Barkley having his terrible takes about college <laughs> basketball. He's usually not very good. Although the year that art, the year we won, he, you know, he's an Auburn guy. So yeah. he, he was pretty high on Auburn. Everyone's like, ah, oh, we're not Auburn. Not but then he showed everyone. So, it was pretty good. So yeah, as Rob said, first four, first the first four is actually going to be um, just on Thursday. So all the first four games, uh, you know, those play-in games are going to be on Thursday, March eighteenth, which I actually enjoy. You know, because they used to do two days of those games. And it was like two days of kind of okay basketball. Yeah, which, they'd be on like late afternoon. Or, yeah, like it wasn't even prime time. No, so it's just like yeah, we yeah. got to get these out of the way. Yeah, so they're they're going to have them all four in one day, which I think is good. Are they doing it in Dayton or Indianapolis? Because it's, it's all, all it's, it's all in Indianapolis. In, I okay, think. so they're not doing it in Dayton this year. I don't think so. Interesting. So I wonder how that's going to affect everything. Probably not at all. <laughs> but yeah, so the whole tournament is in Indianapolis. It's a huge bubble. So I think that's actually pretty good for hopefully no teams get COVID. 
I think that would just shut everything down if a team got COVID. I know. And that that's the wild card, especially with conference tournaments. Yeah. Like before everyone in one place. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the wild card. So hopefully it goes smoothly. But uh, we'll find out. Because you have to test negative for like six or something days before you enter the bubble or something oh, weird really? like that. Yeah, there's... Uh, I should have looked this up before we recorded. But yeah, there's some rule about how how it's going to work. Okay. So it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. Yeah, that will be interesting. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing fans again. You know, there's going to be there. The NCAA is allowing 25% capacity at every venue. So it could be upward. Like for the final four, it'll probably be in Lucas Oil Stadium. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. It, that's upward of 20,000 people. That's a lot. That's not an insignificant amount of people. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing some fans in the crowd i think it's you know i've missed it louisville had as you said about i think 2000 or so mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to seeing that how it affects the game because a lot of teams probably have not played in front of a lot of fans like that in a long time yeah no i mean for sure and um i think you and i both saw in minneapolis like how how big it feels yeah. you know basketball yeah court and a venue of that size so that was insane yeah, that it was really insane. Was. When when Rob and I went to Minneapolis for the Final Four a couple of years ago, we actually went up to the very tippy top of the stadium, Viking Stadium, and uh, it was it was so small you couldn't see anything. <laughs> it's just it's almost not worth it. You yeah. might as well just go to a bar, right? <laughs> you definitely get a better view at the bar. <laughs> yeah, you do get a very. You don't get the experience though. That's true. This whole thing, but yeah, yeah it was it was wild. It's just yeah, and like I don't, if for those who haven't been to a Final Four game with like eighty thousand people, there's just a there's no quiet time in that. There's just a buzz. It's just buzzing the whole time. It's just loud people talking. Things are happening. It's a really interesting thing. So it's not gonna be quite that level at all, but it'll still be like the excitement. The people will be there. I think there's gonna be a lot of. Um, really happy fans to be there that's my guess yeah i'm sure there will be um so yeah we'll see i mean obviously we can we can evaluate the bracket more once it comes out and once we see how virginia does but um you you feel like four or five seed that line that virginia is kind of somewhere in right now is probably pretty accurate i think we could be anywhere from three to six honestly depending on where we fall i don't think we fall far i think i guess we could fall to seven if we lose to like nc state and and then we like some other teams win or something but i think otherwise it would be pretty hard to for us to fall that far i think it's also going to be hard to bump some of the like three seeds off you know the three seeds right now um are like villanova kansas i'm looking at bracketville villanova kansas arkansas west virginia Mm -hmm. so like is the seeding committee going to say that UVA is better than any of those teams, even if we make it to the finals or even if we beat Florida State? Like, Florida State would by far be our best win this season if we won. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, like, are we able to jump any of those teams? I don't I don't think we jump West Virginia. I don't think we jump Kansas. I don't think we jump Villanova. Although Villanova just had some injuries to their team so they're they're not looking too good right now but like maybe arkansas i don't know i, I just it, it really depends on how the the tournament the conference tournaments play out and also how we do in the acc tournament 
Yeah. So it's going to be a fun couple of weeks, dude. I'm excited. No, I'd, I'd love, like, it's starting to set in, like, all right, like, we're past kind of the regular season. Let's yeah. let's get to some postseason basketball. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready, and I'm ready to watch the NCAA tournament. Favorite time of the year. You know, so many, I knew so many people who took off days last year from work to, like, watch those first two dates. I was planning on it, and then it just didn't work out yeah, that way. Yeah, same. As soon as they, what, like, March 11th, I think, was the day. Yeah. Like, a couple, as soon as they canceled, I was like, all right, like, I can work those yeah, days. Yeah, it was, it was no good. I can work now. <laughs> funny how that turned out <laughs> i know i know rob um i think you know we talked about everything we planned on anything that came up or that you want to mention as uh before we end this pod Nah, man i mean just again like i'm happy like to win the acc regular season like i think it's one of those things where it's easy to brush over mm-hmm. um I think back to when we beat Syracuse that year, our first year, 2013-2014 season. And until the Final Four, that Syracuse game was the favorite game, UVA game I'd been to in person. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the same thing. We won the ACC regular season championship that day. So I think it is important to, like, at least take that in and say, like, yeah, like, I know this was kind of a weird year. I know it didn't feel dominant. You know, whatever you want to say that – justifies to you that this team isn't all that great because it's it's not the best virginia team in the past decade but yeah it's a big achievement and it it really is and to have that happen um i think it is really great for this program i think it is too and you know despite what some snobby people will say acc regular season does matter and we will hang a banner (laughs) and jpj for it and uh you know I, I bet it's going to be all the Duke people who are going to say, ah, you know, ACC regular season doesn't count. That's because I don't win the regular yes, it, season anymore. Yes, it does. You haven't won ACC regular season in 10 years. You, yeah. can't, you can't say anything. So, you know, it'll be fun, and I'm, I'm excited, happy for this team. You know, they've worked really hard, even though, you know, we've, like, I've given them a lot of crap, a lot of crap from the fans this season, a lot of crap from the media. Um, they've, they've weathered a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing how far they go. And, you know, no matter what, I think it's going to be fun and uh hopefully hopefully i'm not too salty and i'll actually watch the rest of the ncaa tournament after if we do lose this season so um looking forward to it and with that i think we're pretty much done thank you so much for listening this is the guys and ties podcast make sure to follow us on twitter at guys and ties pod make sure to follow us on instagram and snapchat for all that bonus content at guys and ties pod go ahead and give us a follow on itunes and spotify if you like what you hear you want to keep listening and go check out armchair media they got a whole bunch of podcasts and uh for all your needs sports needs and we will see you guys next time go who's go who's